I was destined for greatness the hard way Fear is like Moses, the water I had to part ways Seeing all my people oppressed, nigga my heart pains So I take my pain in the booth, leaving them art stains Paint a picture vivid, you can see it in Artscape My part as an artist is not to starve you with all tape Recordings of me sorting through my feelings like R. Drake Rather take it back to the 90s referencing mob tapes Salute to the scorpion, I am Dr. Kevorkian Killing beats for my winning streak, the stick a fork in them Cooking in the kitchen while the audience listen I'm unpacking, I'm in my bag, audio mission My orbit's like the warriors, glorious in its wisdom of war Stop the chatter, let the victorious glisten Uh, bar for bar, the charm is on another plateau Home instead, the man's held in the red capsule Fact though, I deliver that smack dope Golden era music for niggas to run it back Run it back, run it back, yo See, I deliver that smack dope Golden era music for niggas to run it back Run it back, nigga Welcome to episode 49 of We Going In Presents. Today my guest is Jamil Honesty. In the interview today, we talk about coming from Baltimore, how fans are discovering him. We talk about his latest release, Martyr Music, as well as the forthcoming Martyr Music 2. We talk about how he makes beats under the name Maccabeats, as well as his creative process, and more. After the interview, make sure you check out Jamil's music and social media, as well as my books, all in the links provided, or on wegoingin.com. So Jamil, I'm glad we can finally do this interview. I know we had tried about a year ago to, you know, align our schedules and it just never quite worked out. So when I first found out about you, it was through DJ Eclipse's Instagram where he was kind of spotlighting some new artists that he was really feeling. So I was like, you know, Eclipse isn't going to steer anybody wrong. So I check it out and I just thought your music sounded incredible, which is why I originally reached out to you. And I guess my first question, you know, I'm just curious is how do people you know, usually find out about your music and, and about who you are? Um, yeah, usually, you know, it's, it's been, you know, first off, I want to shout out uh, DJ Eclipse, man, because he's been, a you know, a real big piece um, and have, you know, just having everybody kind of, a lot of people, um, you know, hearing my, my music and um, I'm able to touch a lot of, you know, a lot of ground, cover a lot of ground. Um, because of him, he was like one of the first uh, guys up there at um, Sirius XM, Shady 45, to kind of like give me a chance. And I sent him like uh, a mixtape that I did um, in 2017 called Conversation. And uh, you know, I just sent it and just kind of left it alone. And uh, one day my man hit me up and was like, yo, DJ Eclipse is playing a joint on the radio. And he paid like four or five joints. So, um, you know, through that, we've, we've built sort of a relationship. Um, you know, that's my guy, man. You know what I mean? Um, definitely salute to him. But, yeah, usually through, um, uh, you know, shows like um, Rap is Out of Control, Southern Vanguard, um, and another staple, another uh, source that I use, um, those are my guys as well. Um, yeah, me, 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 John Yeah, shout out to them, man. You know, just, I mean, you know, um, uh, DJ Chris G up in uh, Rock, Rochester, New York. 
um, it's it, you know a whole bunch of whole bunch of people. What I do is, you know, I really really try to build relationships with these DJs, man, because they they're like to me they're the gate they're the gatekeepers, um, and and they're the 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 people that keep it you know keep the music going and and moving. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I really try to build relationships with them. So most most likely, you'll hear me. Through those, through those guys, you know what I'm saying? Through the DJs and the little, you know, the, the, the mix shows and, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, so. Yeah, you know, I've been a big fan of what Southern Vanguard does, you know, both with their radio and their interview sessions. And, you know, thinking about Southern Vanguard, you know, you just got some support from Sway. What does it mean to you when you find out that, like, a new DJ or, like, a, you know, a big program, big podcast, a big, you know, show is supporting you. Like, what does that mean to you? Man, that's, that means the, the world, you know what I'm saying? That, and that never gets old. Like, you know, get uh, another guy like DJ Wonder, um, who's on Sway in the Morning, um, somehow, some way, he, uh, he got hit to my music and he started playing it on the show. So, like, I send him stuff all the time now. Um, and you know, he just plays it. But every time I hear that it's on there, I, it never gets old, man. I, I get the same feeling, man. Cause, um, you know, that's a, that's a good look. That's a big look. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of these guys, they're not asking for no money. They're not asking for nothing. Um, so they don't necessarily have to do what they're doing. So definitely shout out to them. And, uh, you know, all the DJs, you know, everybody that has been supporting my music. It's just you know, it's it's real big. It's big. It's a it's a good feeling to know that people appreciate uh, what you do. So, uh, no doubt. And you know, your uh, latest single, "Run It Back." I feel like that's a great song that it encapsulates a lot of who you are as an artist. And you know, you start off the song talking about how you are destined for greatness. So I'm curious, when did you first feel that way? Oh man, you know, I want to see you as a teenager, man. You know, um, when we speaking about, I mean, just as a whole, you know, just in life, just when you felt like in life, yeah, as a whole, yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. As a whole, yeah, as a teenager, man, I came into a lot of information um, as a teen. Um, you know, just knowledge yourself and the knowledge of who I am and who my people are. Um, and ever since then, I've always known that I was destined to be great. You know what I'm saying? Um, hasn't been an easy road. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody, 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 you know, nobody's going to sit here and say that life is easy. But you know what I'm saying? You know, we're here to be great. And, um, you know, that's what I'm here to do. And you grew up in Baltimore, right? Or did you did you move to Baltimore later? Well, so um, I was born. I was born in New York. Um, spent a, a large part of my childhood up until my teenage years in Staten Island, New York, and then I moved to Baltimore, um, and I've been here ever since. So, you know, both 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 are my homes. You know what I'm saying? Like New York is is number one. Baltimore is where I'm at. This is my second home. How do you think so. the different musical styles? influenced you coming from both places um 
you know, I, I've always been into music, man. Like I can remember back just being in my mother's old room at my grandmother's house with the 45s and stuff like that, listening to Stevie Wonder and just different, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire and just having music in the house. Like my my, my, my mother and my, my parents and my grandparents, it's just a, a musical family, you know, they love music. So, you know, music has always kind of been a backdrop to, you know, a soundtrack to my life, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it, I, I, it was kind of like destiny for me to become you know, who I am now in, in, in terms of the music. So, um, you know, when I started doing the music thing, it just got, I kind of fell into it. It was just, it was easy for me because I'm so used to being around music. And I always had love for it even before I started doing music. So, um, but as far as, I mean, Baltimore is where I kind of became an MC. And believe it or not, um, you know, Baltimore has even though it's, you know, in Maryland and, you know, that's considered to be a Southern state, there's a lot of um, New York influence um, when it comes to the hip hop thing. Um, well, especially when I started doing it, but now, you know, the, the Southern and the trap thing is, is kind of big, even in the Northern states, New York, New Jersey and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's, it was always kind of easy um, like I wasn't far from far too far removed from the sound in New York. Um, just being out here, you know what I'm saying? Um, even in the, uh, the Baltimore scene or underground scene, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of cats that kind of had that boom back or underground or kind of New York style, um, of rap. So, um, wasn't too much different. You know what I mean? I, I, I would, I would attribute my my musical style just from just just from being around music period, you know, um as a child and just coming up and you know what I mean? So So how did you transition from like I think I might want to do this to taking it really seriously? Um good question. Well, um, you know, like originally I'm from Staten Island, New York, so um, when Wu kind of broke out, I was young, I was a shorty, I was, you know, in my teenagers, teenage years. And, um, you know, when I saw them break out and they was from Staten Island, I was like, yo, I had already started rapping around that time anyway. So I'm like, yo, you know, if they can do this, I could definitely do it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like seeing them do it and, how they did it and how long they did it to put the battery in my back to keep going. And I'm still here. So salute to them. That's great. You talk also on run it back, how you can paint a picture um, vivid. You can see it in artscape. And I'm curious, like how do your songs come together? Like what's that creative process, the writing process look like when you are working on songs? Yo, no, it's just, um, I, I work, I work off of inspiration. Like I never can just sit down and say, I'm going to write something. It's usually something that just kind of, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Like I, a lot of times I don't even, it's kind of hard for me to say, you know what, I did this. Like it's, it's kind of like, you know, a divine kind of thing an invention. You know what I'm saying? Like 
the the words just like if I if something like if I hear a beat um and it moves me, the words that just come. You know what I'm saying? Or it might be walking down the street and might see something and you know, words words may, may come. And um, you know, that's how I work. Like I, I always work like that. I always work off just pure inspiration. If it doesn't move me or if I'm not, you know, feeling it, I don't mess with it. You know, I don't force it. Um, just it has to always it has to be organic and it has to be just pure inspiration at all times when I'm doing music. I just won't do it. Do you ever impress yourself where you're like, dang, I can't believe I just did that? Um, yeah. You know, to be honest with you, even like with um modern music and I'm a I'm usually a pretty hard critic of myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm a very um very hard on myself when it comes to my music. Sometimes I cringe <laughs> when I listen to certain things. Like, damn, why I say that? You know what I'm saying? Why I do this? Um, for Martin, with Martin music, I, I was definitely impressed. Um, I was, uh, I'm, I'm happy um, how that came out. Um, so I would say that with that project, you know, with certain certain songs, like, damn. I said that, I did that, you know what I mean? But um, it's very rare, you know, it's very rare. Like, I never, I don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm comfortable. And I, I like that feeling because I always want to kind of be better. I want to get better. I want to master my craft and get better lyrically, you know, performance-wise. Um, I make beats, too, so getting better with the beats and all of that, so... You know, I'm always striving for perfection. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about you as a producer um, a little bit later um, and and also touch on martyr music too. Um, mm-hmm. Another another really cool quote though that I felt like what drew me initially to your music too is like that rewind quality, the replay value that it has in that like you can listen to it multiple times and hear something different each time and you know, catch on a wordplay that you might not hear the first time. And you even right. sound, it sounds like that's an intentional decision when you talk about like, you know, saying like it's golden era music to run it back. Like, do, right. you, do you write your music to challenge the listener and to make sure that they just can't like be one and done with, with a project or a single? Um, I no. to be honest with you, I write music to challenge myself. Um, first and foremost. And yes, uh, you know, I do music that I like. So, you know, there's, you know, I like to be challenged when I'm listening to um, music. You know, not all the time, but, you know, most of the time I do. You know, I like to, when I listen to to a, a rap or a lyricist, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to have to think. You know, um, so, um, you know, that's the, that's the kind, of, kind of music or that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? When I'm writing or I'll put some stuff out there, you know, I want to give them, I want to give them something to walk away with. You know what I'm saying? Um, and have them, you know, maybe crack open a book or do their Google or whatever to find out what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about. And then sometimes, you know, I might switch it up and, you know, make it a little clear for them to understand. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not always, you know, always about going over to somebody's head and 
you know, having them, <laughs> you know, pull out a dictionary every time they hear rock, you know, hear, hear a song from you. So, um, and I like to just do different things. I just like to be creative, you know, um, period. You know what I'm saying? Are you ever impressed if fans catch something that you kind of um, buried in, in lyrics? Like, or do you ever get frustrated if you feel like fans maybe aren't listening as close as you'd like them to? Um, I don't get offended. I, you know, I don't, I don't get frustrated about it. I do get surprised. Like when somebody pulls out a line and says, you oh, know, you said this and they catch, you know, they catch it spot on with what I'm talking about. I think that's, you know, that makes, that makes, I, I think that would make anybody smile. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, okay. He gets it or she gets it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And congrats on the one-year anniversary. Martyr Music was an incredible project you, and just really cohesive, really well done. And, you know, looking back on it now, exactly a year, what are your thoughts on it today? Like, how do you feel looking back on it now that you've had some distance from the creation of it? Um, you know, I still, you know, still feel the same in terms of me being happy with the product, like, you know, and it makes me even more happy just knowing that people appreciated it and the love that I got from it. You know what I mean, I didn't make a whole bunch of money, but just the fact that people like, you know, I mean, people like, you know, important people and some, some important people in the industry hit me up like, yo, this joint is fire. You know what I'm saying? It just... Um, it made me feel good. It also motivated me to just want to do something even greater um, and push the envelope even further, you know what I'm saying, in terms of my creativity um, on all, you know, all levels. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm geared up. I'm ready to, to, to do the next project. I'm, I'm actually working on modern music too right now. You finishing that up? Nice. So, how do you so, how do you show that kind of growth and direction from the first Martyr Music? Like, you know, as as you make the sequel. Um, you know that this is that's crazy. It's you actually like me and um, Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin and I. You know, we uh, we had a conversation about that. He was like, you know, I think we were talking about a beat that he sent me, and he was like, you know, I just want to kind of you know at least match up to what we did on the first joint. And I was like, nah, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not looking to create another modern music one. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking to create, you know, something that's similar to it. But like in terms of like, oh, I want it to be better, this, that, and that. Of course, you want it to be better, but I'm not focusing on that. I'm just focusing on making good music. That's it. And I think that's when you, when that is your main um, priority, then it, it usually turns out to be better anyway. And yeah. No doubt. So how do you work with producers, you know, whether it's Hobgoblin, Grasshopper, like how do you, work with other producers, you know, as an MC, especially like knowing that you can make beats yourself too. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's simple for me because yeah, I, I am, I am a producer and I do make beats. 
So it's like I don't necessarily have to work with anybody else. Of course, I could put my own music out. You know what I'm saying? But um, it, it it's easy because for one, I know I know what I I need um, production wise. So like, you know, I'm I'm very uh, upfront with them. If I like something, I let I let them know. If I don't like something, I let them know. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's an easy thing. They send me something, I like it, I write to it, and it's a wrap. Um, if I don't like it, I let them know, hey, I'm not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and with those guys, they can they understand that. And we, you know, we just so happen to have a really great chemistry. Um, Hobgoblin and I, Grasshopper and I, we have a good uh, a good working relationship. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, we're actually working on a project too. You know what I'm saying? Called the, you know, well, the group is called the Six. We, we're working on a title. We don't know what it is right now, but we've been working on it for a, a few years now. Hopefully, it'll come out soon. But yeah, we definitely been working a lot, and we got a good chemistry. You know, if you if you notice, he's on a lot of my records. He's on the Run It Back joint. Um. He's definitely on modern music, you know, Hobgoblin, you know, I mean, you can hear it. You can hear the chemistry, how we work. Um, definitely undeniable, undeniable uh, chemistry. And um, that's why we decided to continue with the series, you know, do a number two, possibly number three. That's great. I, I'm excited to hear that, you know, and it seems like a lot of, of artists these days too are doing way more projects or EPs than, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Like it's, it's instead of that traditional buildup of drop a single, drop another single, drop a video, mm-hmm. um, do like a round of press interviews. Like the formula has completely changed. You know, how, right. how much pressure do you feel to consistently be releasing like a new EP, a new project, a new album, a new song? Like, it just seems like the quantity is so much higher today than it than it was in the past. Yeah, that's true. Um, I try to, I try, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I try my best not to focus on that because if you get caught up in it, you will, you know, it 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 consume you. You know what I'm saying? Trying to just keep up. You know what I mean? What I what I do is, um, you know, I just. I just go with my gut feeling. Like, you know, if I record something, you know, um, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm <laughs> I like it enough, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'll, I'll package it up and I'll put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just don't, I don't believe in just sitting on music. That, I think that's what they was doing back in the day. Like, you know, of course you're gonna, of course you're gonna have joints that just that don't need to see the light of day. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, back in the day, you know, Cash used to record damn near classics and you would never hear it until you heard like a mixtape or a lost tape or this, that, you know, something in the vaults or whatever. And you hear, you're like, damn, why you put this on the album? Why she didn't put this on the album? You know, they would sit on a lot of music. And, um, you know, there's some pros and cons with that because, I mean, I kind of miss that whole thing where you could sit with an album for like one or two years before another one comes out because it's kind of hard to 
to sit with the album now because there's so music, so much music that comes out at one time. So it's like you you might like a an album, you might you know really dig it, but it's like damn, you know, I like this joint, but I want to check this other joint out. So then you get on for that, then you get on to this one, and then somebody else drops something. So it's kind of hard. Like I try to get away from that and just kind of get in, you know, just kind of stay in my own space and create at my own speed. Um, because I always feel like it's, you know, it's always quality over quantity. Um, that's why, you know, I'm not rushing to put out these projects or whatever. I'm working on a bunch of them, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to really take my time, um, and put it out when it's ready. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think sometimes, you know, if you fall under that pressure, you end up putting out stuff that you might regret or say, like, listen back and say, like, man, I wish I could go back in and change this song or this verse just didn't sound the way I wanted it to. But, like, right. sometimes you don't know that if you're just, like, putting it out the same day you record it. Right, 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 exactly. And I think that, you know, not, not everybody, but there's some dudes and some people just, period, it's, you know, they put now all this music, it, it, it kind of like the value depreciates after a while. And, you know, even, even you, you can tell like just the quality of music kind of, you know, decreases too, you know, um, over time. So, I mean, that's not something that I want to do. Like I always want to put out good music, music that's from the soul. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody's not going to like everything. I get that. I understand that. But as long as you can hear and understand that I took my time to make this, then, you know, my job is done. Right. And looking at you as a producer, as Maccabees, you know, why the two different identities there? Because uh, <laughs> I was a comic book freak um, as a kid. Man. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, just see, the thing is, man, it, you know, I really don't take it, uh, you know, I don't take it too serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's entertainment at the end of the day. So, I mean, you know, um, Jamel Honesty is, is the MC and Maccabees is the producer. It's just something that I wanted to do to kind of have fun, have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think it might have been, what, 2013? Before that, I was going. I was going by Maccabees, and um, you know, I, I people just kind of noticing me as a as a producer. And I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, I I I've been rhyming. You know, I was rhyming way before I started making beats. So I just said, you know what, I'm gonna change my name up. Plus, there was a you know a few reasons behind that. Like I wanted to start talking about certain things, and you know, um, I kind of wanted to give them. Um, a name that you know people could kind of relate relate to, as opposed to you know Maccabees. You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of switched it up. Jamel well, is my middle name, and you know I just add the honesty to it. So you know what I'm saying? To kind of you know, it's kind of give it that, kind of make it just kind of personalize it. You know what I mean? No doubt. And with with how nice you are on the beats, you know. How how do you balance like making stuff that you want for yourself versus putting out like as an instrumental project or a beat tape like your last one, um, the lens? 
You know what? That that that's a good question. Like, because I have yet to. I had a project that I was working on a yeah, it's almost ten years ago. 10, ten years ago now, but um, I was working on some um where I was, you know, it, it, I produced it myself, and I kind of over time I kind of just kind of walked away from it. But uh, you know, outside of that, I really rap to my joints. You know what I'm saying? So um, that that's something that I kind of want to do in the future. But you know, I'm so busy bombing other people's you know stuff. I haven't sat down and say, hey, you know what? I'm a you know I'm gonna put this aside. You know, for a song, you know that I'm gonna write to or whatever. Um, you know, when I do shows, though, I use some of my beats. But um, I haven't, you know, I haven't really sat down and mapped out a whole project that, you know, that I said I was going to produce myself. That's something I definitely want to do, though. I mean, I think that'd be pretty interesting. And I think back, like, you know, you look at, like, J. Cole or even Eminem when he started producing, you know, the first thing was, like, why are these guys even making beats? Like, they're good rappers. And, like, you know, J. Cole got a lot of, you know, criticism for his beats early on, but he stayed with it. And I think, I think more and more fans are starting to see the bigger picture and be like, Oh yeah. Like I see what he meant or like, I see where he was going with this. So, right. you know, I, I think it'd be, I think it's great when you can, you know, believe in, in your art too, to where you can um, push it to places where it hasn't been before. And I do think it'd be really interesting to hear like your own verses over beats on the lens or like, yeah. you know, beats that haven't been out yet. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely, you know, it's definitely. I've definitely thought about it, and I'm, you know, I plan to do it. You know, what I'm saying, just having sat down and said, "Hey, this is the name of the project. This is, you know, how many songs, whatever." I haven't really mapped it out yet, but it is something that I plan to do in the future. So, do you also you know? want to produce for other artists? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I, I've already have. Um, um, like I actually wanted my goal is though to produce a whole project. That's something that I would want to do. But I've you know I've got some credits like I've you know I've uh, worked with uh, uh, Styles P, um, Do It All, Do Kelly from Lords of the Underground. You know what I'm saying? And I've sent beats out to different people for placements and all of that. So you know, that's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a yeah. great that's a great foundation to build on. If you got do it all in Styles P, um, early on, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that I and mean, this is early. That's like 2010, 2011. Um, but yeah, I would definitely love to. You know, I actually I talked to a couple couple of my my guys. Um, you know, I was like, yo, you know, let's when we get a chance, let's 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 get together. Let me. Let me produce a whole joint for you. You know, so you might see something sooner or later. <laughs> That's awesome. And, yeah. you know, coming from Baltimore, you know, I'm in Charlottesville, so I make it up to Baltimore, you know, a couple times a year, whether it's, you know, to hit up the museums with my kids or take them to an Orioles game, um, which is really easy to get tickets, as I'm sure you know. Um, right. You know, what do you love about Baltimore and, like, if people come to Baltimore, like what should they experience? Um, you know, despite what people say, you know, I mean, it, it has just like any other city, it has its rough, 
rough parts, rough areas, this, that, and the third. But, it, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful city. Um, what I would say, you know, I mean, it's 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 a it's it's a it's a raw city. Right? I would I would put it that way. It's raw, like the people are just raw. <laughs> it's a raw city, man. You know, you get what you get, take it or leave it. You know, that's kind of how I see it, man. I mean, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's just a raw city, man. I mean, the, the it's the art. You know, it's full of you know. When we come here, you see the murals, you see the art. Um, you know, of course, people come for the crabs and all of that. I'm not, I'm not a real big crab eater. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just a raw city, man. You know, full of talent. Um, and it's always been that way. You know, from the talent we have now to, you know, back in, you know, with Billy Holiday and, Cab Calloway and all of that, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's rich um, in history. You know what I mean? And the other day, I think it was when Baltimore, the the Ravens had the Monday night game. I saw the wire was trending on Twitter, and it was because Booger McFarland had said that Baltimore is the wire, or it, Baltimore reminds him of the wire, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. do you do you feel like? too much the ball like that Baltimore gets compared to the wire or like that it, that it can't move beyond what people saw in the wire and that that's most people's main perception of what Baltimore is well uh, you know to be honest with you you know well Baltimore you know the wire took place in Baltimore so right. yeah you know it is the wire <laughs> and you know and to be honest with you there is some, some certain areas that you know you know, that is, 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 you know, that's what it looks like, you know, that's how the people are there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, the city as a whole, like, you know, you can go to Fells Point or Canton and you won't see that. You right. know what I'm saying? So, um, I think it, it all depends on what class you're in. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you're, you know, middle class and up, you, you may not see that. You know, but you're in the lower class. You're gonna see the things that you might see in the wire, if that, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? No, um, and, and coming from Baltimore and just seeing what you've seen, I mean, do you feel like the wire got it mostly right? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Um, to, you know, to, and to be honest with you, I mean, you know, just me being a transplant, um coming from you know the projects in New York and coming to Baltimore, like I went straight to the county. So you had the um, you had the, the suburbs which is considered to be the county out here, Baltimore County, and then you have Baltimore City. So I moved out to Baltimore County and that was the suburbs. So that's what I thought Baltimore was. Until I got older and I had to move around and I saw that hey, you know, this is this is not much different than where I came from in the projects. So, um, you know, and when the the wire came out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, they got that spot on. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, even going back to, like, the 
the mid 2000s you know baltimore has always had some incredible artists a couple of my favorites were like boss man and molly man and mm-hmm. you know just incredible yeah totally and you know boss man i just haven't heard anything you know I don't, I don't know where he is i don't know if he's still doing music but you know when you look back like what artists when you look back on just just be more hip-hop that you look at as you know being inspirational or really like helping lay down that foundation for like you know seeing local artists artists you know in the in the area you know um that you respected um just coming up like um for me so i go back even further 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 back than than, than boss man in terms of like when i was kind of had my ears to the streets um, in terms of who was doing what in, in, in the in, in the hip hop scene, so like I go back to even like uh, Annex Click. That was what had me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, K Mac and Silhouette and all of that. So their information, their music is on on YouTube. You can check them out. Um, they for me, they kind of like and that. That was around the time when I came. Uh, to Baltimore in the '90s, and um, you know, I, 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 you know, immediately gravitated to their sound because they, you know, it was um, I could relate to it. It was dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, them, uh, self-contained unit, uh, fifty thousand heads. Um, you know, boss man came a little later. He was definitely, he's definitely still dope. And to kind of um, address what you said, like where he's been. He's still doing music. Um, actually, I went to a Conway show and he was uh, he opened up for Conway. Um, and he and he's also on um, my man Gene Royale's album, uh, The Stoop, The Ivory Stoop. So uh, I don't know if you heard that. No, I gotta go but, check uh, that out. I mean, back in the day when I was writing for Hip Hop Game, he was one of the like, the artists of the month, which was like the most coveted spot you could have on the site you know back then and anytime i mean i remember he would just send music over and he was one of those artists that just got like an automatic post just because we loved and respected what he was doing so much yeah yeah he's definitely he still got it and he's still dope man shout out to them you know you got scar akbar yeah a lot of another one i forgot about he was great and he's still doing it right did he drop an album like last year yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's still doing it, man. You know, these guys are incredible, man. He's and he's a you know incredible talent. You know, like from the art, from the production to the to the bars, all of that. So, yeah, salute to them, man. There's a lot of it's, there's a lot of it's a lot of talent um, here in Baltimore, man. It's just um, you know we need to we need that opportunity to to be able to, to show people. And as far as, as far as those young guys coming up and younger artists in general, I mean, who are you feeling and who do you feel is going to carry that torch, um, for the younger generation? Mm. I mean, you got my guy, you know, definitely got ill conscious. Who's He's dope. He's a, you know, he's a young, he's young. He's way younger than me. Um, you know, um, you got, uh, Lonnie Moore, uh, he's pretty dope. He he did a, he actually toured with Voice the Five Nine, and Voice the Five Nine gave him a nod. Um, well, uh, 
Raph Alpha. I don't know if you ever heard him, but he's uh, he's pretty dope. Young artist coming out from the city. It's a few of them. You know, those are the, those are the, the guys that I can kind of name off of my head, off the top of my head. But um, yeah, no doubt. Well, I know you got a. Um, get moving tonight too. You got the one year anniversary of Martyr Music. You got the live review going on. You got some some more good press coming your way. So, what's yeah. the, what are the next moves right now for Jamil Honesty? You know, looking at you know entering into twenty twenty at this point. All right. Well, first and foremost, um, you know, we're working on we're definitely working on the Martyr Music too. So we're finishing that up. Um, then I'm kind of I'm, I'm gonna kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, I have another project that I'm working working on called The God's Honest Truth with my man Crazy Fingers. Um, and this is this is kind of it's not just going to be beats and bars. You know what I mean? The beats and bars is going to be there, but it's it's going to be more a closer look, um, more intimate kind of thing. You know, when I'm talking about real life issues and you know stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where you know, I bring the audience a little bit closer to, to who I am and what I've been through um, in my life. So, uh, you know, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, you know. Hopefully I don't lose anybody, but, you know, if y'all with me, I'm going to stick with me. <laughs> no doubt. Well, Thanks a lot for your time, too. This is a really fun interview to do. Yeah, man, no doubt. Oh, and, you know, of course, like I said, we got the grass, DJ Grasshopper, and Jamel Odyssey, aka the Six Project, that's uh, that's coming up. I got a joint with Prospect coming up. I got a, I got I got a bunch of joints, man, that I'm working on. So you'll you'll keep hearing from me, you know. You keep hearing from me. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'm glad we I'm glad we knocked this out. I think this is going to be a fun interview for people to to listen to and like you know, just get a better sense of who you are if they don't know. And if they do know, hopefully there's some new content in here that they don't know already. So. Right. No doubt. No doubt, man. And, you know, just, you know, everybody just stay tuned. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to keep hitting y'all with, you know, some new music. Um, if y'all want to, you know, if y'all need to reach me, I'm on IG all the time. J-A-M-I-L-H-O-N-S-T-Y. Jamel Honesty. Um, hit me up. DM me if y'all need verses, y'all need beats, or y'all just want to holler at a brother, man. Peace.